we are hosting another Makers of Minnesota dinner at the Lexington in St. Paul. Not only will you be front and center with some of the best Minnesota makers in the Twin Cities, but you will be treated to a three-course dinner compliments of Chef Nick from the Lexington, who will be using the featured maker's ingredients in all the courses he's making for this special event. Our October dinner is Tuesday, October 25th, and our featured makers are so fun, including Milk and Honey Ciders, who's making beautiful ciders at their orchard in St. Joseph, Three Bear Oats, who specialize in grain bowls full of delicious goodness. Also on deck is Taking Stock Foods. They've got these organic bone broths that taste amazing and are so good for you, as well as Olive Oil on Tap, who has formulations of specialty oils and vinegars that are out of this world. And speaking of out of this world is Mrs. Kelly's Tea. Mindy Kelly is truly a savant at blending the most beautiful, flavorful, aromatic teas, and she's been doing it for years in Northeast Minneapolis. I can't wait for you to meet her. I'm so excited to see how Chef Nick will use all these ingredients in this multi-course menu. We'll have a limited number of tickets for this special dinner, and when they're gone, they're gone. So go to thelexmn.com and sign up via Eventbrite for the Makers of Minnesota dinner. Get your tickets now at thelexmn.com and watch for details on our November 29th dinner, where Chef Nick will be cooking the book the True North Cabin Cookbook, just in time for the holidays. So go to thelexmn.com to get tickets and sign up for my free newsletter so you're always in the know about any events I'm excited about or hosting at stephaniesdish.com. Welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where we talk to people that have written cookbooks or are obsessed with food. And Emily, I wanted to talk with you because your book, Emily's Fresh Kitchen, Cook Your Way to Better Health, is really a beautiful book. And I know I've talked with you a little bit before, but I feel like I wanted to just circle back because after just launching my cookbook on Tuesday... I have thought about you a million times. <laughs> oh, well, your book is lovely. Congratulations to you. As, Thank you. As we both know that takes a lot of work to do. So congratulations. Thank you. It does. And it's very different than yours. And when I say that, it's because I feel like I'm in the admiration society on your book because your recipes are not complicated, which I really do appreciate. And that is similar to my book, but your approach is just, your book is so beautiful. Like mine is, I feel like more homey and yours is just so beautiful and so beautifully photographed. And I want to just tell the listeners here a story. So I think when I first came in contact with you was about what, like about four months ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And you originally sent me an email and asked me if I would do a, a recommendation or a slug. I don't know what they actually call it. A blurb. A blurb. Yeah, we'll call yeah. them blurbs. <laughs> and I wasn't familiar with your book. So I was like, uh, no, probably not. Like, just don't really know the book. And I feel so bad about that to this day because your book is so beautiful. And I've wanted to circle back to you and just say, what a jerk that I said, no. 
Not at all. You were in the middle of finishing your book, which was which is a lot of work. And that's what you said. And we didn't know each other very well. I mean, we just had seen each other at Modern Wells. So I totally understand why you said no. No hard oh. feelings at all on my end by any means. I just want you to know that you're, my saying no to you will pay it forward to others because after then having to go through that process myself and ask people for blurbs and figure out how to do the marketing. I just, you've been in my mind because I thought I, I will, when the next person that asks me, I will say yes. Like I will, you know, I'll get the book and I won't say yes if I don't believe in it, but it's so hard to ask people for help. And there you were, you asked and I didn't say yes. And I just have been thinking about you and I wanted to circle back to just say, you taught me something. And for those cookbook people out there that are maybe thinking about a cookbook or you need a blurb, I'm your girl, because I just feel like it was so hard to ask for them. It is hard. It is hard, but you just have to do it. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I've had to do. Yeah. But I, I appreciate you saying that you're so sweet, but please, I've never gave it a second thought. Um, well, I did. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to have her back on. So your book has been out now since the spring Correct. and has it met your expectations in terms of what you wanted to do with it? I want to know like the highs and the lows. Okay. Um, well, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I, I really didn't. It was just working on a project, pouring my heart into something for three and a half years and just watching it evolve. And um, I, you know, I've said this before, I felt like God was telling me, put, share your story, put this out there. And so I was like, all right, I'm doing the work. I did it. I don't know what will happen if I will sell one copy, if I will sell a thousand copies, if I will uh, just be giving them out as gifts for the rest of my life. I didn't yep. know what was going to happen. And I was, I was surprised at, I got a lot of pre-orders, which was encouraging, and then um, did sell quite a few after uh, afterwards and have still selling them. And um, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's going. And I mean, of course, I'd always love to sell more books, but it's, it, it's going really well. I'm very happy with it. Where someone asked me a question the other day, and I thought I should know the answer and I didn't. So I'm going to see if you know the answer. They said, what is the end game here? And what is the next step for you? And I was just sat there. Like I had no idea because mm -hmm. I don't know, like, do you already feel like, oh, I'm going to do another cookbook? Oh, I've been working on another cookbook. I already have, oh, 30 some recipes shot. And I just, for me, I enjoy the process of creating recipes, fine tuning them, sharing them with people and uh, the photography. I love working with Baylin as you, you know, you said my book is beautiful. Thank you. That's because of her amazing Baylin Fleming's amazing photography skills. She just knows everything about the right lighting and helps with the styling. We work together. I love that process and I love the creation part of it. So 
when my book, when we were waiting for printing, we had a lot of setbacks. There was, we had a, pro a problem with the initial printer that made things delayed. And of course there were all these COVID things with supply chain issues. So I was chomping at the bit waiting for my book baby to come out. And so I was like, I'm just gonna dive into working on more. So I just kept creating recipes and, and working on that. I, I'm still doing that now. As far as an end game, I don't have an answer for that either. I feel like I'm just going to keep doing this as long as I love doing it. And when it when it's no longer something that I enjoy doing, I'll probably shift to something else. Yeah. And and someone was like, well, you know, you're already like for me, like you have a radio show, you're doing TV things, you're like doing all the things. So what's next? I was like, I don't know, but does there always have to be a what's next? Like, can't there just be a what's now? <laughs> I you <love> know. <laughs> yes, what's now? I mean, we are supposed to be living in the present, right? And enjoying what we're doing right now. Um, but I mean, and I think what comes next just kind of happens. Steps, it just kind of evolves. I think that's the answer. And if you find yourself in the right space, meaning you're in the space with the other creators that inspire you or people you like to hang around with, or you just feel like you're contributing something even to your family's kitchen table, you know, all the food we eat. So I just, I, I, I thought about that answer for the longest time. Cause I thought, wow, is there an answer to that question? And like, when you're in a corporate job, like you always maybe have this idea of what the next step is or how to climb that ladder. And for the first time in my life, I, I guess I don't really feel like I need to keep climbing a ladder. I feel like I'm in my space. I'm enjoying myself. Projects will come, projects will go, but I guess that's the ultimate like place you want to be in. Right. That I, I agree with you that I think we're on the same page about that. That's how I feel. I don't have any, um, big things like, oh, I know people have a goal, maybe someone who writes a cookbook, I want to have my own television show, or I want this, or I want that. I want to have a dozen books out, something, you know, I don't know, people have goals yeah. like that. I personally don't have that. I'm just an in-process kind of person, I guess. What kind so of things are you cooking right now? Uh, you're probably cooking for your next book, so I don't want to give away any secrets, but it is fall and harvest season. Are there things you're obsessed with or that you're excited about? Well, I've just been enjoying the end of peaches, you know, peaches have, are, you know, I suppose I'm doing grilled peach salad and peach drinks and things like that. Um, but now tomatoes, like the end of tomato season, I, I love to just roast up a bunch of tomatoes and make a soup. And um, it's kind of, it's hard because it's still warm out. We're kind of, I made, I did make this recipe for the book, but I did a grilled romaine salad with, um, walnuts, blue cheese, and apples. And it was kind of like my segue between summer and fall with those flavors, yet you still using the grill and kind of hanging on to the, the, the grilled salad thing. And um, so I guess that's what I've been doing and working on recipes for the book. So don't you love a good grilled salad? Like, do you grill just romaine or have you ever done like radicchio or endives? I've done other green, other lettuces as well. It's just fun. It just makes it, it's just a nice, adds a different texture and a little warmth. And I don't know, I enjoy yeah, you it. You get that nice smoky flavor too. And now we had the opportunity the other day, we were at Modern Well for a dinner 
that the woman's name was uh, Mediterranean to Midwest and her food was so good. She had this like super spicy eggplant dish. Yes. And her story. And I loved, you know, her story about um, being Jewish and then moving to uh, the Twin Cities from Israel and kind of what that process was like. But also it was so interesting to just listen to someone's story. And I'm sure our stories are like this too, where nothing's linear, you know, like, and, and she lived in Israel and she lived on the street with all these people from all these different cultures. I liked what she said about cultural appropriation too, because there's been a lot of that. And it's a really hard concept for me with food. I don't yeah. know if you've ever thought about it, but, um, you know, if you are a Mexican American and you make a falafel, let's say, Correct. you know, are you culturally appropriating the culture of that Middle Eastern person that makes the falafel? Or if you are a Nordic Scandinavian person and you make a taco, are you culturally appropriating the Latina culture or Hispanic or Mexican culture because you're making a taco? I just, I have such a hard time with that because I feel like food is such an amalgamation of what you come across in your own experiences. And if we only eat or prepare foods in our own culture, like what a bore. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm so influenced by other cultures and other ways of cooking. I mean, we travel a lot and I just, I'm all about eating everything wherever we go and just getting to know like, what do they use to season and what is fresh here and what do they do? And that definitely affects my cooking at home. Um, I hope obviously to never offend any person or culture or anything by adopting some of their things in my cooking. Um, so I think that's a great question. I guess I don't know how, what the right approach is, I guess. Yeah. And it was interesting that she just kind of said, like, I don't feel like I'm culturally appropriating anybody. I feel like I'm honoring them. And mm -hmm. um, I've never heard a chef kind of really address it head on. I've heard like media people and I've heard like celebrity chef people, but not just like someone that's literally cooking and presenting you this, this meal that's based in the Mediterranean in her Israeli home. And yet there were influences from all these other cultures. Yeah, no, I thought that was fascinating. That was a wonderful, wonderful dinner. I love that whole series, the stories behind the menu and, and what they're there is to do uh, with that. And I thought that was a fabulous dinner. It was so interesting to me learning about Israel and all the different cultural influences in that in that country. I guess I, I knew it was diverse in that way, but not as much as it is. Like yeah, her me too. coming from Yemen and I mean, just all, I mean, it was just really fascinating and how it's the different flavors from all the different neighbors on the street. And it was fascinating. It was wonderful. The food was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought so too. Just super delicious. So you're working on your book. Are you being inspired by anything else recently, like TV shows or cookbooks or music or things that you're out and about in your social life? Oh, that's a great question. Um, as far as what I've been like, I would say I'm right now, I'm just seasonally inspired as far as 
the end of summer, uh, beginning of fall, and just kind of thinking, what is what does that look like? What sounds good? What feels good? What's um, what's in season? Uh, I haven't been. I I've got to watch the uh, next on my list is the um, pizza show on. Oh Netflix. yeah, with Ann Kim. Yes, and uh, Sarah from Portland. My sister lives in Portland, and Sarah Minnick, she's her pizza is phenomenal too. So I look forward. To, I mean, I do get inspired by things like that, but that's next on my list to watch. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. She was just on Jason's show on Fox talking about it. And I've heard her talk on a podcast that was being recorded while I was watching it. And so I have heard a lot of her story, her origin story. And it's pretty powerful. And um, I really like the way that she comes and brings it all together with pizza, you know, because pizza is such a ubiquitous food for everybody. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. She's fabulous. Yeah, it should be really good. Well, I just have been wanting to pop back on with you and just have this conversation and let you know that the next person that asked me to write a blurb for their book, I'm going to be very thoughtful and look at their book and most likely say yes, unless the book is terrible. Um, because I just, I thought about you and what this process has been like, and you caught me really kind of early on in it. And I thought, oh, I got to circle back with her. Oh, well, you're very thoughtful. Thank you so much. And Thanks, I'm Emily. Loving, loving your book. So Thanks. congrats to you. It's wonderful. Thank you. And we will look when your next book, when do you, do you have a target date that you want to get it out by? I would like to have it out, um, probably in 14 months or so, but we'll okay. see how it comes together. Yeah. That's Emily Maxson. It's Emily's Fresh Kitchen. Cook your way to better health. Will your next book just be kind of like a part two? I, it'll be very similar, but more plant forward. I guess oh. I would say I'm more inspired when you ask about what's inspiring me lately is like blue zone information and things about longevity and just increasing the diverse plants in our diets. So yep. it wouldn't be a vegan cookbook. There will still be animal foods. I eat animal foods, but more adding more plants. I'm looking forward to that. It's something that I've been thinking about in my own diet and just how to, you know, Steph and I talk a lot about um, on my radio show, Weekly Dish, not necessarily banning something or taking something out, but like, what can you add in? You know what I mean? Like more than less. I'm all about the crowding out philosophy where you just adding a few good things in and something's obviously got to go. And it just, it doesn't feel like you're giving anything up. You're just yeah. adding more good things in. Yeah. That's kind of our philosophy too. So it was great to chat with you. Thanks for letting me record this Mia culpa. Um, and just, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that your book's beautiful. Emily's fresh kitchen, Emily Maxson. Thanks for being on the program. I appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.